Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast with your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. Get ready for a lot of fun and excitement. Strap it in. I know you're going to dig this. It's Bears Nation, baby. To the Batmobile. Let's go. All right. We're doing it again. Welcome in to Bears Nation podcast. It is Monday, October 16th. And yeah, there was a football game yesterday. Uh, Not sure how much about the actual football game itself that we're going to talk about. But uh, there for sure was uh, an event where uh, roughly 20 or so players from each team uh, took the field for sure. And uh, they did stay out there for about three hours mm-hmm. and there was definitely a score that was had and at the end of it there was a winner and a loser no doubt about that um you know and we'll talk about it as that is generally how a football game goes myself jake Hassan, joined as always by kevin lapka who declared before we even hit record oh, no. that it is a standing episode it is a standing. Uh, as it has been for the last three weeks um four even maybe it might have been the whole season honestly i don't know if you sat down once on a monday episode uh all season so, no, last week you did because it was a win. So, uh, for, for the fifth time out of six games, Kevin Lapko will be standing for the Monday recap episode. Uh, but once again, I don't even know how much a recap of the actual game we're going to do because a lot of this will deal with conjecture uh, regarding the quarterback position mm-hmm. and uh, how we await. Maybe it comes in the next hour or so while we're recording this. Uh, but... Uh, Justin Fields, obviously, unless you've been in a coma or under a rock or somewhere else that you did not have access to general news outlets, uh, Justin Fields dislocated right thumb, x-rays negative, wanted to come back into the game, couldn't even grip the football, according to Matt Eberflus, getting MRIs today, and we await those results, uh, whether that be today or tomorrow, uh, we'll see, but uh <laughs> We are fully back in tank mode. Welcome back to the tank, baby. It's great to be here. It's not great to be here. <laughs> it, it, we, we all we get is uh, we got ten days at least of, yeah. of of joy. I mean, typically you only get six or seven. Right, you know, right after the game on Sunday, we got ten. Sure, you should be grateful that we had yes. ten days of joy before we got back very, to our uh, impending misery. Very grateful that the Bears' last home win on a Sunday came on came in two thousand and twenty two. 385 days. Yep. 386 really awesome. now. Really awesome. Um, it just doesn't make sense, man. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously. Doesn't I mean, it? I mean, what, what, it's, what is there to say? I mean, like, we're going to do this episode here. We're going to break it down. We'll be on here for, you know, 45 minutes or whatever, doing what we do. It's illogical. 
It, 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 this team, mm, mm, mm. it just continues and continues to, I, I to defy logic. See, no, that's the thing, Kevin. We we predict we and we, this is our fault. We both predicted a win. I I completely blame myself uh, for allowing myself to be pumped up by the uh, Chicago media and yourself that the Bears could possibly win four out of five games. Um, I I blame myself. I'm disappointed in myself. We will take these notes and uh, you know digest them and come back stronger, uh, as I will probably expect and predict the Bears to lose every single game the rest of the way. And uh, yeah, you know it, it, the thing is, it's completely logical because this is what the Bears are. This is what the Bears are. They snap a losing streak. And they get the hopes up. All right, back-to-back offensive performances that were good. You're getting some defensive starters back. But it's so Bears to just absolutely fall on your face, take all that momentum, take all those good vibes, and just throw it out the window. Because that's what they do, Kevin Lapka. That's what they do every single time. So it's actually completely logical because we've seen this for all of our 20-plus years on this earth. Yeah, I know, and I yeah, we talked about it last time too, like the history of the Bears and yada yada tells you this and tells you that. But I mean, we really like when you broke it down and when you really looked at that game on Thursday, like it looked like they turned a corner. It looked, like, you know, that at least the offense, right? You know, it looked like Justin Fields, you know, figured it out and it clicked. And then really on Sunday, it took one play, the first play of the game, <laughs> Daniel Hunter's free off the edge. Was it Daniel Hunter? It was the so. first play of the game for the Bears. It was a sack. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was off the edge. Uh, if it was Daniel Hunter, whoever it is, I don't care who it is, it's an NFL edge rusher. Free off the edge, yep. right? Sack, Justin Fields has zero seconds. It took that play and the entirety of the rest of the game that that Justin Fields was in for before he went out in the third quarter, you saw a scared player. You saw a, a, a sure. player who wasn't confident. You saw a player who, you know, in the words of Sam Darnold, might have been seeing ghosts out there, right? <laughs> and all it took was one play to ruin that. And, you know, I'll have my criticisms of Justin on Sunday. He didn't, he didn't play his best. Um, but how do you let that happen on the first play of the game? Yep. With 10 days of preparation for a team that is not good, for a defense that's vulnerable, this was your chance to take advantage of a divisional opponent without their best player on offense and, and really just pour it on and build off of what you, what you had 10 days ago, and you just go backwards. And that's what I mean. It just doesn't make sense to me. And sure, like again, yeah, the historical precedent of the Bears tells you that something like this could have been likely to happen. But, I mean, it, it's... You take bad teams, man. You, you you take, you know, think of the worst franchises in the NFL, the Texans, right? You know, the, the Jaguars before, well, you know, Trevor Lawrence Texans got there. Now. Like, what's that? The three and three Yeah, Texans. the three and three Texans now. But I'm just saying, like, and that's what I mean. Like, you could take the worst, the, what you believe are the worst organizations in the NFL, the Detroit Lions, right? At some point, these organizations figure it out, and the Bears just, you know, have not been able to. And it's just... Again, another one of those days where unjustifiable that the coaching staff is in place and I said they might have bought themselves the entire year unless something catastrophic happened and, well, something catastrophic happened. Um, So I don't understand how they have jobs, but I would imagine that because Tyson Bateson will likely be the quarterback for a significant period of time, they're not going to fire the coaching staff because that's a D2 rookie quarterback that if you bring in someone else and, you know, cause disarray by firing coaching staff it just it's probably not it's a dumpster fire regardless it's a dumpster fire regardless and we're back to square one and we're back to the same conversations we were having two weeks ago about you know caleb williams and the first overall pick and 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 all that even be him anymore what's that (laughs) which might not even be him anymore (sighs) after what i saw we might be might be on michael Penix's watch but 
see. I, I, and I don't even want to. Do, I don't want to do this, man. Like I don't. I don't want to do this. Like I. I really don't because again, I still think it's silly to even talk about that first overall pick and talk about Kelly Williams and get so far into that and get into the draft at this point in the season. But I mean, that that's just where you're at. And if this yep. news about Justin Fields is significant, which you know, let's just go into this real right now, real quick. Again, we I mean, don't it's all know. anybody cares about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody this, cares this, about the, the game. Right. This is the content of the episode here. Um, we don't know the extent of the injury yet. He's getting the. We're recording this on Monday at 11 a.m. He's probably in the you know MRI uh, room right now, getting his imaging done. Um, but just from some things that I've read from you know you know Pro Football Doc on Twitter, everybody knows that guy, former uh, team doctor for the Chargers. He went on his podcast and said this: bad news for Bears fans. Justin Fields' injury might be worse than probably previously expected. Um, and in his analysis, what he was saying was, you know, for those who don't really understand, I'm sure everybody does, but just you know. For those out there, when you dislocate a finger, which is what happened to Justin Fields, you dislocate any part of your body, right? Like I dislocated my shoulder, you pop it back in. It's not like everything's all good and great. You dislocated it, it's back in. Yeah, I'll keep on playing. No, when you dislocate something, you tear through ligaments that were supposed to prevent that part of the body from dislocating. So that is the case with Justin Fields. He's going to have torn ligaments. The thumb on your throwing hand is going to make it really hard for you to play football. And Jake, I'll ask you this. I, you know, it's a yes or no question, I guess. I mean, it's you're not a doctor, but, you know, it might go beyond that at this point. Has Justin Fields played his last snap as a Bear? So I didn't expect this to come up this fast because I was waiting for it to say, uh, Kevin, you're gonna, I'm going to say something you're going to get really mad at me. This is not a, a – a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, this is not me – trying to rally behind Tyson Badgett. This is not me saying right, that he's right, better right, than right. Justin no, Fields. No, 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 not at all. This is me saying – that so I, I was thinking of it in a different direction. Uh, not because he might come back this year or whatever, but if it is that bad, like you said, and he ends mm-hmm. up not playing the rest of this year. So let's let's do it from that context. Let's from that side. If he's out for the rest of the year, it's over. Yeah, it, it, it's it is done. Yeah. It's finito. Because A, in his lone year as the unquestioned starter last year, you had this issue with him getting injured again. He missed what four games as it was last year. Mm-hmm. And yes, he's getting beat to hell because the offensive line can't block anybody. And yes, he's running for his life. And yes, maybe this was a freak injury. I mean, how often do you hear about an injury like this? You know, but the thing is, this regime, how many times have we talked about it? Did not draft Justin Fields, has shown time and again that they are iffy at best on their commitment to Justin Fields, especially in the long term. And now, if he's hurt for the entire way, and then you get those top two picks, they're going to say, see ya. Yeah, and they're going to say, all right, let's see if Tyson Badgett can at the very least be a serviceable backup. Mm-hmm. Not even like if he could just, you know, play and run the offense. And then because let's think of it this way, just to make this a Tyson Badgett conversation for one <laughs> second. Like if you get a viable starting quarter or not starting a viable backup quarterback out of an undrafted rookie who was a D2, you know, quarterback there's value there. that's that's a coup mm-hmm. that's that's highway robbery so you take that like if justin fields is out for the year this is just all right what is tyson badgen is right. he is he a backup that is he chase daniel yes you know is he even to an extent mitch trubisky is he somebody that you can validate giving another contract to to just be the backup and in a pinch if he needs to come in you can feel good about at least his ability to run the bare bones the bare minimum of an offense that's what that becomes 
And maybe in some weird, bizarro instance, it's a Brock Purdy situation and he just lights the world on fire and he becomes like just well, arises happen, to the situation. Sure. It's possible. No, it's I don't think he played bad yesterday. No, like, he played bad. He, Jake, he turned the ball over twice. I bad mean, given, turnovers. Given the circumstance, like, sure. you, like context matters. Like, I still think it's within the realm of possibilities of Tyson Badgett to become a starting quarterback. I think, like, after one, a quarter and a half of football, I'm not willing to say he's never going to be that. And I know you're going to say that because Justin Fields is your guy. No, and you no, don't no, want it's to, not like, because of that, though. <laughs> let's, 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 you brought up Brock Purdy. All right. Sure. Take away Chris McCaffrey, take away Debo Samuel in that game, and he looks like the worst quarterback in the NFL. You know, and, and I don't know what the well, he looks pretty fucking bad. Uh, maybe not worst quarterback in the NFL, but you could do this, Jake, for guys around the league. And yesterday was a great sure. example of that. And 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 you know, I got a lot of friends in Philly, a lot of people who work for WIP, you know, the main Eagles radio station uh, over there in Philly, and they're all talking about the same thing. You know, they've had injuries on that offensive line and collapsing pocket the entire game against a great Jets defense. It made Jalen Hurts look pedestrian. Right. You watch Sunday Night Football. <clears throat> Excuse me. You watch, you know. The Buffalo Bills with a collapsing pocket and Josh Allen look pedestrian. Like the this is and I again I'm not trying to make excuses for Justin Fields, but it, it's just, it doesn't matter what quarterback you put in there. It's just it's just not gonna work. It's not yeah. gonna work for Tyson Bajan. If you don't have the protection, which the Bears don't, and then you lose Nate Davis, then he's not gonna look like anything special. And that's the whole conversation for me about the rookie quarterback. And yes, I am in agreement with you that. If Justin Fields doesn't play another game it's this year, it's out of his hands, right? Right, it's, they're going to move on. They're going to move on, and it's not his fault because he doesn't get the opportunity to prove himself throughout the next 11 games, right? That, right. You know, that it's completely out of his hands. It's just it's just not his choice at that point uh, if he's out with injury. But you just the, the fear becomes, when you look across the league and you look at this team, the fear becomes, okay, you, you use that number one pick on Caleb Williams or whoever it may be. You use the number two pick on Marvin Harrison Jr. We've talked about this sure. before. You, you, you ju- you're entering the same cycle the Bears have been in for the entirety of our lives. New quarterback, new regime, you know, same cycle. We don't address the trenches, and you're and it doesn't matter who you bring in. Michael Penix Jr. is no different of a prospect than Justin Fields. They're virtually the same, right? I mean, they'll probably be drafted around the same spot, right? Eleventh or something like that. Like, like you're well, not you're not if, getting anywhere. If he here. wins the Heisman, you're not. <laughs> He's playing really well. Justin Fields almost won the Heisman. I mean, I, I Michael Penix Jr. will probably maybe will be a top ten pick, but I don't know. Nonetheless. The fear for me, and I think the fear for a lot of Bears fans, and I know maybe that's naive to think this way or it's ignorant to think that, like, and I'm not saying that, oh, the Bears should never draft a quarterback because they'll ruin him. That That's not the take I'm giving here. But as it pertains to Justin Fields versus drafting the rookie quarterback, like I said, if he doesn't play another snap, it's unlikely he'll be the quarterback next year. But I still have that fear that if you neglect to mend the things that made Justin Fields a bad quarterback, you're going to end up likely in the same situation where the quarterback that you draft is going to be in the same situation as Justin Fields. And and that's, that is a major, major fear of mine. I'm not even going to like, I have nothing to really say about Tyson Bajant other than the fact that, yeah, he could become a good backup in the league. Good luck. Yeah. T- Tyson Bajant's not going to be a starting quarterback for this team. There is no, no solution I mean, in if, Tyson Bajant. If, and that's not against him. It's just the facts. If, yeah, I mean, like I said, like the, what this becomes is can Tyson Bajant, like, make himself or build the case to be the backup next year and, and going for it? Yeah, 100%. Because at the end of the day, Ryan Poles is going to be sitting there with the top two picks, most likely, and because we're a third of the way in the season now, 
And yes, it starts right now. I, I get. I mean, you were resistant to this conversation after two, three weeks. I get that. We're over a third of the way into the season now, and you are slated to have the top two picks, thanks to Carolina. Shout out those guys. But you know, Ryan Poles probably has a board up already with. I mean, yeah, Caleb Williams, with Drake May, with Shadur Sanders, with Michael Penix Jr., with Bo Nix. Like that's probably what this is, and. I have full belief, and this is going to be a conversation for a couple months from now, full belief that the Bears are just going to trade back to like 15 and take Bo Nix and they'll be so stupid. I will. Um, Oh, my. But I digress. But, yeah, I mean, it also becomes the conversation has to be, if Justin Fields, let's say it's torn ligaments, whatever, the worst case scenario and he misses the rest of the year, does it become a saving grace for Matt Eberflus. No, 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 no. So <laughs> if, if they go no. winless the no, rest no, no, of the no, year, no, no. I agree. I think he Even gets fired regardless. But, you know, I think I, I worry about, because like you said, the worry with this dumb organization mm-hmm. is that somebody at the top is going to make the call that, oh, well, we have to give him some wiggle make room. Make scapegoat. Right. And which would be your scenario, because which I was resistant to about if he was playing games. Mm-hmm. We didn't account for if he missed the last 11 games of the year. And so I, if that's the case, and I could totally see Matt Eberflus walking into the end of the year with Ryan Poles and the McCaskies, whoever's there, blah, 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 Kevin Warren, and says like, hey, I had to play 11 games with an undrafted D2 quarterback. Like, you know, you got to give me something here. And in that, if that's the case, given this organization's history, I could totally see them bringing him back. And then, like you said, we're just in hell because then it's just, all right, in two years, Ryan Poles and Matty Rufloos get it fired. And then in two years after that, the quarterback is a mess and we change quarterbacks and two, and then we just keep doing the same cycle over and over and over again. Long-winded way of saying to answer your question. If Fields is out for the year, I think he goes on somewhere else. I wish him the best of luck in Atlanta or New England or wherever he ends up, Minnesota. And that'll just be that. And then next year when it opens, Vikings-Bears week one and Justin Fields just absolutely torches you as a member of the Vikings. Yeah, uh, that's just where we'll be at, and it'll be really shitty. If that were to happen, I would I would, I would almost smile and laugh. Mm. I would. I I'd be happy. I am not kidding. And this was not like this is going to sound bad. But like when they showed Justin Fields walking off the field into the locker room, I laughed out loud, like not at not at the expense of Justin, not the expense. You know, obviously, you never want anyone to get hurt. But like I laughed out loud because just the way forward was just so paved in gold now. Like, you know exactly where the season is going. Even if Justin Fields misses four games, you really think you're winning any of these games? Like the Raiders had a really good performance you know, by their standards, well, Brian Hoyer is going to be the quarterback in that game, probably. And even if it's Aiden O'Connell, do you really think? I mean, you should, the, de- the defense played well yesterday, but do, can they really keep that up? I have my doubts you about that. Be Aiden O'Connell, like it should be Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> if which is Justin insane. Fields were the were the starter, you should be but, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, I mean, like we already had that Chargers game chalked up to a loss. Yep. You think you're going to win at Minis- at Minnesota? After no. what just happened, you won't win you at New Orleans. At there, you think you're going to win at New Orleans? Who's fighting for their division? I mean, like, I have my doubts about Dennis Allen as a head coach and Derek Carr as a starting, starting quarterback now, but, like, where are the wins coming from? Yeah. Do you even beat Arizona? No. I don't <laughs> even know if you beat Bates Arizona. the quarterback, you don't. Especially um, if Kyler Murray's playing. He probably won't be, but, yeah. It's, By it's, then? Maybe. He might like, come back. Like, legitimately, where where are the wins? I don't know. Forward. I mean, it's hard It's hard to say. Again, Like, it, Raiders? It, I don't think you win that game. It's hard to say where the wins are. Chargers? Absolutely not. 
I mean, but it doesn't ha- matter. You have to beat the Panthers, but I don't even know if you do. I don't know if you do either. Like Bryce Young had a That's really good Super first Bowl. quarter against Miami. That's your Super Bowl. Um, you want to know why I was laughing Browns, no. when Falcons, Fields walked no. off the field when they were injured when, when he was injured? I, not laughing, but like why I'm kind of laughing at the situation. It almost feels like this, Jake. It almost feels like this is exactly the way the regime wants it, right? Yeah. Like it, it feels like if I feel like Ryan Poles is doing an evil laugh in his office right now, <laughs> like. You know, if if he truly thought that Fields was never the guy, right? We never know. Sure. Sometimes it really looks. Sometimes no. Uh, sometimes it really seemed like he had conviction in him, but right. that could have just been speed. Uh, we don't know. He might be in his office right now doing the evil laugh, like that. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have to make the decision has been made for me. He's injured. This is an easy move on. Now I can draft the guy that I want. Right? Like it almost feels like it's ex- like it's playing out perfectly for them. And if they do keep Eberflus and they do keep that whole thing together and let them draft the quarterback and that's exactly the way they want it, they're doing the evil bears laugh up there in House Hall and it is absolutely sickening. Um, and it's, I just, you know, that that's, that's where you're at. That's where you're at. And maybe this is just the way they wanted it. Maybe they were never in on Justin Fields. Maybe it was all just a facade. You know, I, I really don't know. But well, I mean, when you first arrive, like you want to have belief that you could turn well, sure. the kid into and something. And I think they for did. Sure. I, you know, I'm probably getting too ahead of myself, but like, part of me thinks like maybe collusion, <laughs> collusion, <laughs> not collusion. But you know, I scheming, I, it's just pl- scheming, plotting, scheming. You know, I, I, I don't know. But this is just it's. It's 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 so it's so sad, man. It, it, yeah. It's just it's it really is. I mean, it really is. I mean, when you really think when you really think about what this was supposed to be and the way that they've ruined it again, just like don't lose sight of the fact that Justin Fields was the best prospect that's ever walked through this franchise yeah. um, as a quarterback, will be a star with another team, will be. And I think the one thing that might haunt Ryan Poles when this decision has to be made at the end of the year is like the criticism that he's going to take if Justin Fields goes on and becomes a star quarterback for another team is going to be significant. It really is. It's going to cost him a job. And people are going to look at the offensive line and say, you neglected to address the center position. And I was entirely wrong, right? I thought that Lucas Patrick was... I was always unsure about Cody Whitehair returning that spot. But I thought Lucas Patrick would be the starter and would be a somewhat viable solution because you had other strengths across the offensive line and the Braxton Jones injury was unforeseen. You didn't see that coming, but I mean, in hindsight, I mean, neither of these guys can snap the football, right? I mean, Nate Davis has been injury prone and hurt and yeah, that's not really on them, but you didn't give the kid a chance really. And if he goes to another team with a GM that constructs a competent offense around him and he immediately succeeds, that is an immediate indictment on Ryan Poles. And I think yeah. he could and should be fearful of that as it pertains to his job security because that's just that's the biggest tell. I mean, if this dude is going on to be a Pro Bowl quarterback after this, you there's no one else to blame than Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze and Ryan Poles and and all of those guys. And I think that should be in the back of their mind as a fear. You can't just let that guy walk on a walk away and be a Pro Bowl quarterback and think that it's all, you know, sunshine and roses over here. That's that's not going to be the case. Right. I'm trying to think of other instances where that's happened around the league, but like 
even if you do draft a Caleb Williams or or Drake May and as good as they may be, there's going to be a, a learning curve for them as well. It's yep. not going to be immediate. So if you're sitting here in 2024 and you're st- and you're and you're winning four games again because you have a rookie quarterback and Justin Fields is in Atlanta leading the team to, you know, an NFC South Championship winning 11 games, it's going to look even worse sure. for this organization. So, it's a it's almost it's almost like a lose-lose situation for yeah. the Bears. Like it really is. And just, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to do a, a, a prospect breakdown of Caleb Williams. I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, but people need to understand as well, because I know we're in this territory of, of, of drafting quarterbacks and everything. The first overall pick is not as sure of a thing as you think it is. Sure. It's a 50% hit rate, miss rate. Didn't we do, we, I think we did this last year when we did the whole, you know, we dedicated somewhat of time to should the Bears take Bryce Young, right, as you kind of had like to. Something like that, yeah. And I went back and I looked at every first overall pick since, you know, 2000. And sure, you can call Kelly Williams a, quote, generational prospect, which I think is a silly term to throw around at this point. It's not a sure thing as much as you think it is. So don't think that even if you do draft a quarterback that the Bears are fixed. We thought that was the case. Right. There's a lot more factors that go into it, and I just I don't really have the faith that... <laughs> That they'd be able to work it out. So. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know what else to say. Like, I really don't. Like, yeah. what else is there to say here? I mean, it's just you hope that best case scenario is the coaching staff gets replaced at the end of the year, and you get somebody who, like your guy Ben Johnson or whoever it may be, that has conviction about one of the quarterbacks, and you pair. Maybe you pair him with Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe you do what the Texans did and take one of the top defenders uh, to pair with the quarterback as well, and kind of do a one-for-one on each side thing. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it it looks bleak. And uh, and honestly, like, here's my thing. Let's say that field somehow miraculously is fine. They pop that thumb Mm -hmm. back in. There's no Mm -hmm. ligament damage. Well, there has to be. He's sore or whatever. But let's say he can play next week. Sure. You know, let's say he can play play against Vegas or even the week after. Let's say he misses one game. Like, you had a mini-buy. You had 10 days. And that was the game plan you came up with. Like, even if Fields plays, I don't have faith that this team is winning any more games because you had, and I mean, your big thing was what happened after the mini buy last time and the way that this team took off. Right. And they completely fell flat for, you know, th- two and a half quarters. And then your starting quarterback got injured. And the the backup coming in was when you had the most kind of spark or any kind of offensive you know, movement or any kind of offensive rhythm. So that's my thing too, is that even if fields plays, I don't know that you are in a, in a much better spot. I don't think it matters really. I mean, maybe you win one game, but like, like maybe you win that Carolina game. Maybe you win the Arizona game or like whatever, or the Falcons game, whatever it is. But like, Here's yeah, it's not that much better. It's not that much of an improvement. I don't think. Here's the best case scenario for the Chicago Bears here when it pertains to the future of this year and 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 going forward. You hope we've been in doomsday for the first thirty minutes of this episode, right? Like just assuming the worst when it comes to Justin Fields' injury, which is again, it's hard. It's speculation. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people listening to this after we know the extent of his injury. Uh, Apologies for that, but assume it is one to two weeks, right? Assume he's able to come back this year, actually relatively soon. And this is a guy who wanted to come back in that game against uh, Minnesota this past week and just couldn't because he couldn't grip a football. But you have to understand that Justin Fields is well aware of what this does for his career. Like, sure. Even if he does go to another team, you're not talking about significant money. You know, I mean, he, he would have to get traded One at that point, and then he would have to get extended after traded. But it's not, you're not even looking at probably, I mean, 
the Daniel Jones contract really makes things interesting for every quarterback going forward when it comes to contract extensions. But this is a player who's playing for his future. He's going to want to play. So let's talk best case scenario for the Bears, in my opinion. Justin Fields comes back one to two weeks, right? He comes back, he plays well, maybe, but they're losing games. And the date that I had set from the start was after the Los Angeles game Mm -hmm. is the game that the coaching staff gets fired. Say Justin Fields plays that game Really, he played. That's his first game back. They play well, or something. They lose. Uh, they score thirty points, or something, but they get fifty dropped on them. They lose like fifty to thirty uh, to the Chargers. Sunday Night Football, embarrassing performance, or something. Right? You know, I'm just throwing hypotheticals out there. Then the coaching staff gets fired, as we have been imploring for them to do. Then you sort of learn something about the team once the coaching staff is fired and Justin Fields is still there, and Justin Fields plays well enough to remain on his contract and. Don't have to give an extension at the end of the year, probably just because of everything that's happened. You keep you 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 trade the first overall pick again. You get another pick the year after that gives you more insurance, the same way it did for the Panthers trade this year. So you give Justin Fields another year, and you draft interior offensive linemen, you sure up the offensive line, and you kind of run this back, which I wouldn't be mad doing with a new coaching staff. And then if that doesn't work at that point, then you would draft a quarterback in 2025 with that new coaching staff as well. I don't know if that's you know a crazy scenario to throw out there, but to me, that's the best possible case. I don't know if I have faith in the organization to fire the coaching staff and allow us to get to that point but to lay it out Justin Fields hopefully comes back in two weeks he plays well enough to stick around but the coaching staff gets fired you hire an offensive coordinator that's willing to work with him you trade one of the picks wherever it may whatever it may be to a team that wants to move up and you get their 2025 first round pick and then you give yourself insurance after one more year of Justin Fields in 2024 if he doesn't succeed after giving him hopefully a first round offensive lineman after giving him hopefully you know a free agent center or something after that year with the new coach if it doesn't work out then you move on to 2025 and sure you run the risk of failing in 2024 but i think that's the best case scenario for the bears and is it far fetched probably but what do you make of that scenario as we're throwing out hypotheticals yeah, here I mean, in week six yeah i mean the important thing to note is that justin fields does have one more year on his rookie deal i i just don't know that anything if he misses extended like he would have to like really come back and really really play well the problem is his his throwing hands hurt yeah now like, that's the issue. If he came back and played, it probably wouldn't be good. Right. Like, how confident are we, even if he only misses a game or two games, how confident can you be that he's going to be at even 80% with a hand injury on his throwing hand? Like, I just don't know that that's going to be the case. But take away the injury speculation. Just assume, assume, right? Assume the best sure. that it is two weeks and he's able to play relatively full strength. Then are you with me on that sort of scenario? Or are you just, like, completely done? I, I think there's a path. I think it would have to be, like, insane. Like, in, like crazy levels of, like, like offensive player of the year type. Like I don't even know, runs. though. At this it really, rate? It depends what Ryan Poles thinks. Sure. Right? Which we don't know. That's, that's right. the mystery. Does Ryan Poles see enough in Justin Fields and see enough with the team that he put around him and believe that if you do put the right pieces at the coaching position, you do put the right pieces at the at the offensive line around him, that he can still succeed? Or is Ryan Poles completely clear-headed out of it? Because if that's the case, if he's fully out on Justin Fields, then he may have the opinion of, hey, even if Justin Fields is healthy enough to play once comes week you know, 9 or 8 or 10, 8 or 9 or 10, um, do you not play him 
to use him as trade bait going forward so that if he doesn't play well, his trade value becomes lower, right? Does this like and, and I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, I mean that could we don't know what's going through Ryan Poles' head here. We don't know if he's in or out, if he wants to use him as trade, but we just don't know. But you might get in that situation where if he is able to play but not healthy enough, Ryan Poles legitimately gets worried that if we trot him out there and he looks poor, uh, he looks bad, then you know maybe we thought we could get a first-round pick for him, but if he plays poorly the final seven games, we only get a second-round or third-rounder. Like, that is could be what's going through his head. The thing is, like, how much lower can Justin Fields' stock get right now? See, I don't think it's low, though, because you look at teams— because so, but, so, so that being said, then, like, either way, it's— pro- like, I don't think— if that's the case, because he hasn't played well, he's played two good games this year, and so you're selling his potential then to t- to the the Falcons or you know whoever, sure, what, like whatever. Pick your team that is in need of a quarterback, but like you're selling his potential. So if you go out there and he plays poorly, then your argument is that it's not low enough to impact his potential stock right now, and that it could only go up. My argument is that it's already so low. He's already been he's already now back to back years going to miss multiple games mm-hmm. likely and he hasn't played great this year. So my thing is even if you do try him out there, I don't know how much lower you can get. I mean, I think the thing is, Jake, there's re- like if we can recognize that Justin Fields has been put in a bad position and national media analysts can recognize that and the narrative for the major, like the narrative is mixed, but there's a lot of smart people who understand that Justin Fields could probably be a good quarterback if he had a good offensive line and clean pocket and right. coaching staff to adapt to. And I think teams around the league would recognize that too. So I don't think that you can that his stock is even that. I think his stock is still relatively high. I mean, if you compare him to Desmond Ritter, if you're selling him to the Atlanta Falcons and you can show him all this game tape and you can show him what he can do when he has competent play calling and competent offensive line play, then yeah, there's going to be a team that's going to be willing to give up a first round pick for him. So um, I I know we're getting really into the thick of it here when it comes to you know <laughs> hypotheticals hypotheticals and the future of the team, but like this is unfortunately at this moment in time. That's really all there is to talk about with this team. I mean, yeah. that, that that's where you're at. What, do you want me to fucking tell you about how well Deonta Foreman played? No, there's, there's <laughs> nothing. To, that guy's not going to be on the team next year. You know, there's, there's nothing to say. What, what do you want me to say? Darrington Evanson's nice, three and a half, uh, 32 yards, 3.6 average yards to carry. I, I, I have nothing to say to you about that. Right. Uh, I, 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 this is where you're at with the evaluation of this team, and, 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 it, and it just has to be. So, um, you know, if you want to talk about this game, I guess you could say the defense played well, right? Well enough. I know they were missing Justin Jefferson, but they had takeaways. I had a bold prediction come correct. Yay, I don't really care. Uh, I predicted the Tremaine Edmonds interception. Um, good for me, I guess. Like, there, there's just not much else to say about this team right now, and I hate that it's week six, but the conversation that we're going to have in week seven and eight and nine and ten and the, the rest of the season, especially if Fields is out, is going to be directed towards the future, and that's just yep. that's just where you have to be. So don't hate us for, for talking about these things. I know there's people that get upset about it and get annoyed when you talk about hypothetical future situations in week six, but we are in a position where that's the reality. You have one win. You have one win. What do you want? Like, and your quarterbacks hurt. Last week, I had I had faith that that corner was turned and yep. that switch was flipped. I got it right that yeah, time. You did. I had faith that that was the case and that you had winnable games on the schedule, and that's true. And if you won this game, you would have been two and four going against a team that has Brian Hoyer, and that's all true and objective. But you lost that game. You're one and five. 
you, you, you have no faith that they can win games even against the bad teams on the schedule. So this is where we're at. They forced us to, to think past this season. They forced us to. 100%. And especially if Justin Fields, your certain quarterback, is going to miss extended amount of time, that's immediately where it goes. I do. I will say really quickly that I think that Ryan Poles, regardless of who the quarterback is, is at least competent enough to try and take shots at the rest of the roster and build that up because it's clear to anybody. Like you look at the roster, there's still holes to be addressed all over it, uh, especially on the offensive line. And maybe things get a little bit better when Braxton Jones comes back. And maybe if Nate Davis can stay healthy for literally five minutes at a time. Um, but you know, at, at this moment in time, there's a lot of work to do still. And yeah, I mean, like you said, the defense showed a little bit of fight, a little bit of grit yesterday, probably their best performance, but also, there was no Justin Jefferson. So kind of have to, you know, reframe the brackets there as far as how much credit we can give the defense. But yeah, I mean, you're completely right. It's all now about the future. We're all holding our breath about Justin Fields. But like I said a few minutes ago, even if Fields is okay and comes back in two weeks, where are the wins? Mm-hmm. Who, who are you beating? It's hard to say because this team is unpredictable, right? You, ju- you just don't know. That's why I said it's illogical. It doesn't make sense. Is because that Washington team looked like they were terrible. That's a team that just bounced back and beat the Falcons. Yeah, that was you know, 24 to 16 on the road. Although like, they you, did try to throw that game away. They, sort of. But Multiple times. You just don't know what this team is going to do. Like, I, it's hard to look at the schedule and say, oh, they win this. Like, I, I don't know. It's Justin Fields comes back and plays well. They can be in a, a competitive game with anyone. And they kind of even showed that last year, even with the less talented roster. Um, you know, it's interesting when you talk about the state of the Bears franchise and their, you know, inability to not really make changes uh, when it comes to the coaching staff. The Carolina Panthers, who are the worst team in football, 0-6, um, they, Frank Reich, just informed players, he has decided to hand over playing call, play calling duties to the offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown. Um, hopefully that doesn't equate to wins for the Carolina Panthers, uh, but, yeah. I mean... Should the expectation be like, and I guess we can just wrap after this because I really just don't have much else to say about this <laughs> dumbass franchise. Um, like, where where are we at when it comes to like firing the coaching staff? Like, did like how much time did they buy after the Washington game? How much time do they have left now? What's the expectation? Right? Does the Bajent thing keep them in it or not? I kind of said it. Maybe it does because with a rookie D two quarterback firing the right. coaching staff might not be the best idea. But what do you have to lose? Uh, they suck and they suck with Bajent or with Fields. The coaching staff can't prepare for a terrible team after ten days of rest. Like, what is? Do you want to make another prediction as to when it'll be that they get fired or are they locked in? I I don't think it happens during the season. Now, unfortunately, uh, this franchise, this organization is already predisposed to not fire coaches in the season. They've never done it famously. So now with all these other extenuating circumstances with the quarterback, I think they're just going to let it ride. And I think they're just going to say, all right, well, you know, why throw another moving part into this already completely screwed situation like it might as well keep at least one constant for the rest of the year and then once black monday rolls around you you clearing house and you go from there because especially if fields is out for the rest of the year i think there's no shot they get if fields is out for the rest of the year if fields is out for more than a month 0.0% 0.0% chance this coaching staff gets fired. Zero. Just because of the whole Bajan Zippo. thing. Just because Bajan, and then you don't want to fire them when Fields comes back because then at least you have somebody who has history working with Fields and you got to figure out what this is going to be with the injury and what if he has a pin or what's like the too many moving parts. I think the coaching staff's locked in for the rest of the year. If they lose out, though, I think they're done. Well, I think, I think they're done regardless. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, But I think in season, no way. 
I mean, to to th- to think that there is a possibility this team re- I mean, they've already regressed, yeah. but Even for the more. entirety of the year to go backwards after a three-win season, the most disastrous season in franchise history, is on. Fathomable, and that is the pace that you're on yeah. to be a worse football team than you were last year. And we all know what last year felt like. There, there's it a real chance you don't win another game this year. That, uh, yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean, if Fields doesn't play, there's a real chance. I think yeah. there's obviously a chance. I mean, even, does again, play. even if he does, I, I think there is a chance. Fields you could probably does, fall ass backwards and no. I mean, you can you could have a game like you did against Commanders where Fields just goes off, and you know, it's it's hard to say. But if Bajan's in there, you're not winning it. You're yeah. probably not winning another game. So. Again, apologies. Yeah, look, I understand. No, I'm serious because I know there's a lot of people who I talk to who are like, you know, I hate when people talk about the future of the team. Like it's only week six. I'm sorry. This is where we're at. Like this right. is just what we have to do when when you talk about this team. I mean, what do you want us to say? This is what everyone's talking about this, everywhere. Turn on any station, any show. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Th- th- this is what it is, and this is where the conversation has to be directed to. Yeah. So. I mean, I want to make it clear that I'm 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 still in on Justin Fields. Like he didn't play well yesterday, but I still think the best route for this franchise is he plays well enough for them to find a coaching staff and find you know offensive pieces to support him. Still, um, I just don't know if that's going to be the reality. So we'll wait for the extent of the injury when it comes to the thumb. We'll see what the MRI discloses. We'll see how the team handles it. Again, maybe they don't rush him back because of the things I mentioned earlier. Uh, maybe Fields says, "F you, I want to get back in there because I'm playing for my future." It's just too hard to say. We'll have more clarity on Wednesday when we have to preview the most. Dumbass game in NFL history. <laughs> God, Brian Hoyer versus Tyson Bajant. Woo! Oh my Josh God. McDaniels versus Matty Rafluis. Real heavyweight matchup there. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, but I, like Kevin said, this wasn't the most fun episode. A lot of the episodes recapping have been super fun, but that's what we're here to kind of kick things to the look ahead and see what's next on the pipe. So we'll be back on Wednesday. We're not going anywhere. We'll be here on Wednesday to break down Tyson Badgett versus Brian Hoyer. And if you can maybe fall ass backwards and do a win and that provides some kind of spark and change. Uh, I don't know. The Vegas Raiders aren't very good, but we're in hell, brother. And and we're going to just try and ride it out. So we'll see what happens. But thank you to the listeners, the viewers. No, it's not the most easy show to digest right now, but regardless we'll be back on wednesday we'll break it down we'll have injury reports we'll have news and we'll react to it then so for myself for kevin this has been bears nation podcast appreciate you guys we'll see you on wednesday and as always gets harder and harder to say every week bear down bear down